Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. Well, good morning. Good morning and a good Tuesday morning to you and yours. What is so funny over there? The dunce, Brandon Seho, is back in the house alongside uh, Casey McAllister and Paul Fritchner. What in the world is so funny over there? Oh, no, nothing, Tom. We're just having a great Tuesday morning. Great Talking morning. Talking about leaders of men. We are. Harambe was a leader of men. Harambe? Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, until Casey's fiance shot him. <laughs> I've just found out it was like shortly after she the incident. Was, she wasn't actually there. It was shortly after, though, like like a week before. We found this out who did it. breaking news that shows up on uh, Fox, CNN, Enquirer.com. The National Enquirer. The National oh, no. Enquirer for sure. I just found out. I was shocked. That's big league publication there. I fell out of my chair when Casey told me that earlier. It's unbelievable. I can't believe I've been sitting next to you this whole time. You're marrying the person that did that to our sweet prince. <laughs> it was literally like a week really after it happened. Well, she, a week later, same day, it's all the same. <laughs> all right. Yeah, obviously, uh, we have a lot of time to talk I'm about that sorry, today. I'm very sorry, Alexandria. Yeah, that's big news. <laughs> this is Off the Bench presented by United Dairy Farmers. We come your way Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern. You can find us on YouTube slash Chatterbox Sports. We ask you to please subscribe to the program. If you'd prefer to find us in podcast form, and, and more and more people have shared with me that that's the way they're uh, checking out the show, you can do so. Just search Off the Bench wherever you get your podcast, and uh, you're dialed in. Tensions are quite high for today's showdown in the World Cup between the United States and Iran. I mean, they would be high already when you just think about the relationship between the two countries, but there's lots going on here. Protests, I guess, in Tehran, support by the U.S. men's national team, not wearing the proper flag of Iran. I mean, there's a lot going on here today. And the bottom line is this, to advance to the next round, the knockout round, they call it just so make sure we're up to speed on the right uh, verbiage here. The U.S. must win the game. Should it end in a tie, Iran would move on. There is drama on the field as well as political drama to this game. The matchup gets underway at 2 o'clock on Fox. And I understand that uh, a potential watch party is in the works for Chatterbox Sports. When we get more information on that, we will let you know. The Bengals have the day off after Sunday's uber-impressive win at Tennessee. All eyes in the National Football League will be on this Sunday's game. It's here at home. The Kansas City Chiefs come a-call it. Will Joe Mixon return? What about Jamar Chase? This game could go a long way towards a top-two seed in the AFC postseason. A Bengals win, and they are one game out from having the best record in the conference, Kansas City opened a two-point favorite. My understanding is that has moved to three now. Yeah, it's been bouncing around between two and a, two and three all day between yesterday and today. And and uh, yeah, it's if you see that line, Trace and I were talking about it yesterday. If you see that line, it makes you feel good as a Bengals fan. It's it is back down to two from where it was at three yesterday. So yeah, okay, we can talk more about that later too. The Chiefs, by the way have signed two-time Pro Bowl running back Melvin Gordon to their practice squad. 
He could be active soon. Doubtful for this weekend, but you never know. Gordon was released by Denver a couple of weeks ago after a rash of fumbles so far this year. But he is a dynamic player. There's no doubt about it. Last night, Monday Night Football, the men of aluminum rally to be Jeff Saturday in the Colts, 24-17. to 17. Tell you what, uh, Kenny Pickett, there's some things to like about that guy. Gritty, tough, brought him back from behind. Not bad. Not bad for a rookie. College football, the latest playoff rankings come out tonight. Now, not much drama with the top four. We talked about this yesterday. You'll have Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC. The big question is the always important until it's not important, number five spot. And it's not important on Sunday night because that's when the final rankings come out. But for tonight, is it one loss Ohio State at number five or two loss Alabama? In baseball, Reds Fest. You guys going down to Reds Fest this weekend? I will not be there this weekend. I will not be either. Casey, I'm shocked. Kicks off in downtown Cincinnati. That's Friday afternoon, running through Saturday night. The big question is, will Tracy Jones be there? He'll be joining us later on today with lots to talk about. Tracy informed me he watched a lot of football over the weekend. He is really tuned in to the World Cup. But the big, big question out there, was he ultimately invited to Reds Fest? And down in Houston, no wonder Dusty Baker's coming back to manage again. The Astros have signed slugger Jose Abreu to a three-year contract. That Houston lineup on paper is just insane. So Dusty, after waiting all these years to win a World Series, might be in line for another, although Justin Verlander decided to opt out of his contract. I don't know if they're bringing him back or not, but they're obviously spending some money. Uh, today, we have Paul Doherty coming up in about uh, five minutes from now. We have Tracy Jones at 11.30. We did not get to our picks yesterday, so we're going to do that today in the 10.40 hour. But uh, any update on this uh, alleged watch party? I mean, kind of a last-second deal. Trace Fowler, the boss, was in here. Sean Spurlock was in here. Still no Reed Mouse, right? Is he still out of town? Yeah, he's out. Yeah. yeah. He's not, he won't, he's not back till a week from today. Oh, so he extended. Extended absence from Reed good Mouse. He's having a good old time in Florida. As he should be. Lots yep. of sunshine. Although we have a nice sunny day here in Hamilton, Ohio, right here. O-H-I-O. The other one. This side. <laughs> O-H-I-O. I'm not getting paid like Jim Nance is to wear this Vineyard Vine stuff. But this was a gift with the Ohio logo. I love the Ohio logo. That's yeah, a slick look. It. It's big league. There is no doubt about it. If you're a proud Ohioan, as I am, that is a big league logo. Uh, so um, Watch party. Yeah. Yeah, what about it? So we're trying to figure that out. We have the U.S. men's national team game at 2 o'clock today. We threw it out there yesterday and on the box lunch, whether we wanted to get some people together to go watch this game. We will all be somewhere to watch the game. I don't think we've decided yet. So by the end of this show, we'll figure out where we're all going to go watch this game at 2 o'clock. And then if anybody's that – if anybody's watching that wants to come by, we went to a sports bar to watch the uh, Wales game last week. So if anybody's watching and wants to come, we'll let you know. We'll probably tweet it out, too. Where is everybody today? 
Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I'm sitting there. We were up. I mean, we had huge numbers. We yesterday. broke our record. Monday's yesterday. always a yeah, big day, we, in fairness, because we're recapping the Bengals. We had the Luke Fickle story yesterday. There was a ton going on. Uh, but where is everybody? We thank Anonymous. He asked the same question. Where is everybody? Williams with us. Sean, the power stacks. How we doing, Tom? All's good. Uh, 6412 Mars. Good morning. Excalibur. Iron Force. Good morning. Uh, you know, we never hear from anymore is uh, Leif Erickson. I know. We haven't heard from Leif in a while, have we? We have not. I'm, I'm kind of wondering what in the world is going on. What are He's your thoughts, fellas? Pillaging. On the yes, without a doubt, the first word out of that normally that go together we'll keep out. Yeah, um, yeah, Wow was right. Um, how are we feeling about this game today, though? Whether there's a watch party, not a watch party, Oof. what are your thoughts, I, if any? I uh, I'm nervous because this is a game where Iran can draw and advance. That's right. So if they want to just, as they say, park the bus and play a defensive game for 90 minutes and just get through on a scoreless draw they can yeah. uh and and the u.s has faced that before if you remember back in 2010 landon donovan and that goal that he scored against algeria in dark's famous go are you dropping a game of the united states against algeria but 20, well, that's big league right there 2010 now. yeah that was a great game 20 what 2010 were you born <laughs> i was just a sparkle in my mother's eye now, wow! Remember Drop he, in Nigeria. I mean Algeria. Algeria. Forgive me. Yeah, that was that was Ian Dark when he did the Go Go USA. Yeah, that was that was a that was back in 2010. And uh, yeah, this is a huge day. The, I didn't know um, they were playing soccer in 2010. <laughs> Landon Donovan. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is huge. I mean, they they got to win this. I, Iran beat Wales two 0 but they got to win this today. There's no there's no if ands or buts. They got to pull out all the stops. If they don't win this today. I, there's no other way to say it that it, it, it's it's a failure. You know, I jumped in all in last night in trying to read about uh, the preview of this game. So it started with a lot of the political stuff. And if you want to get into that, get into that, it's fine. But um, th then it started breaking down. It was a lengthy article written about the matchup. And clearly, uh, the United States coming into the World Cup, it was thought there were questions about the defense. The defense has been phenomenal. They, they've played two games. They've given up one goal. Yeah. And that's the problem with soccer. You play two games and give up one goal and you don't win a single game. Yeah, they can't score. I mean, that's an issue. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's like being a football team and playing two games and giving up a field goal and you don't win either one of them. Yeah. I mean, that's why after the group stage, I will probably be more invested in watching the world cup because then it becomes knockout and they have to go to pks which is ultimately what how i feel like every soccer game should end i know a lot of people don't agree with that but i mean just line up and kick and see who scores the most i agree end. it's what they do in high school yeah. it makes for very exciting soccer i mean i know we're comparing world cup to height but i'm just saying at the end of the day if you want fans fully invested or those who don't know a lot about the sport to get more invested, you can't be walking out of a, a stadium or a local soccer field. You can't walk out in a tie. Nobody likes a tie. Well, you either win or you lose. Americans. This isn't participation, California trophy stuff. Americans don't like a tie. The rest of the world loves ties. <laughs> no, they don't. They do. It's part of the art of soccer. 
Oh my god. America, I mean, that's just, that's just a cultural thing. I know. I know it's tough to hear, but it's just, it's true. Because Americans are winners. Gosh dang it. Well, Harambe yes. wasn't. Yeah, long live Harambe. Well, Although I'm getting a kick out of uh, seeing all the video the Cincinnati sends out, the Cincinnati Zoo, world-famous Cincinnati Zoo, sends out on the, um, the, the, the baby hippo. Fiona. Fiona. No, Fritz or Fiona? Fritz. Oh, Fritz. I love Fiona. the videos. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, I mean, I, you know, I'm an animal lover, but I love the videos of that creature. Just adorable. Baby hippos. They're, they're uh, good sellers. They really are. And, and, and the zoo does a great job of promoting it. And uh, same thing with the SPCA Cincinnati, all the stuff they put out, on, especially on Instagram, is fantastic. Love it. We're animal lovers here on Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. He's in. Paul Doherty is an animal guy. I mean, he's an animal lover. We don't want anybody on this show, and I mean this sincerely. If you're not an animal lover, we don't want you on the show. And that can come in any form or fashion. doesn't mean you have to have dogs or cats or whatever, or uh, for that matter, a baby hippo. But um, Paul Doherty, you're an animal lover. Am I right about that, Doc? I'm an animal. You're an animal. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yes, yes, Tom. I am an animal lover. We have a dog and we have a cat. Really? Are you more of a dog or cat guy? Because there oh, seems dog. to be a dog lot of separation. Far. Dog by far. I, I, I love the cat. The cat is not a dog. Never will be. Uh, dogs all the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you go out there. You, I know you're you're a big outdoors guy. You like going out and hiking. So do I. Nothing better than getting out there and, and getting outside with your dog and just kind of cruising around, wherever it is that you are. Yeah, well, I, I expect a quid, uh, quid pro quo when it comes to affection. The cat does what the cat wants to do. The dog occasionally <laughs> will do what I want it to do, right? Right. right. So, anyway. Except for we have, you know, we, we got a dog about a year ago. We have two, and, 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 and the one is 14, just went blind, but she can still get around the house in the whole nine yards. But the, the one we got out of the shelter about a year ago, um, he, he's a bona fide whack job. And, uh, you know, you let him out front at night, and he's running up and down the street in the neighborhood. You try to get him to come on. We tag <laughs> this little light around his neck so you can at least see where he is. And he wants nothing to do and coming back in. All right, neither here you nor there. You put a light around his neck? Well, my wife used to get she, – she got very mad because I would just let the dog out. Um, yeah. You know, there, there are not a lot of people cruising up and down the street at night in our neighborhood. And so, you know, I just let him out there and run around. And, uh, and she got very upset about it. So she bought some little light that you can just clip onto his collar so we always well, can kind of see him off in the distance. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk to you first and foremost, Doc, about Luke Fickle. Um, you surprised that he left UC to go to Wisconsin or no? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but he knew that it that, uh, was going to come at some point. Uh, he's done too much here, and, and there are too many other better, unfortunately, opportunities elsewhere. But you didn't figure it would be Wisconsin. He, he um, And he, he may prove us all wrong. I mean, I'm sure that there were lots of people when he took the job here who said, you know, you're never going to go to the playoff with Cincinnati. What are you doing? And he did, obviously. But I think the Big Ten is a different animal, and it's an even more different animal now that uh, the likes of Southern California you're joining. I, it's going to be very tough for, for Luke Fickle to uh, of, of any uh, magnitude. 
in the Big Ten. Ohio State, Michigan, Southern Cal, and the occasional Penn State are, are in the mix. You know, the the interesting thing is, and you, you make a great point there, because what's going to happen in the Big Ten is the same thing that has happened already in the Big 12. Uh, and eventually, I, I assume it might happen in the SEC once Oklahoma and Texas officially get in there. Uh, it's, it, it becomes one huge conference. And you made the point last week that, you know, once USC and UCLA come in, there will no longer be two divisions. At least I don't think. They haven't come out and said that for sure. But the point being is that this year, uh, Ohio State and Michigan played last Saturday. Right now, they would be playing again if you went into one super conference for the Big Ten championship game. So they would play in back-to-back weeks, which would take away the significance of the game last Saturday. Um, and, and in Wisconsin's case, if they kept the divisions, well, you know, I, I think you can win the West, a weak West, every single year and at least put yourself in a position to play in a Big, uh, Big Ten championship game. Now all bets are off in that regard, and I think it's a great point. Well, I just think that Ohio State obviously was, was, would be his job, and maybe he feels like if he does well at Wisconsin, he gets to Ohio State. I, I don't know what he's thinking. I didn't ask him, but uh, I, again, you, you, you're fighting an uphill battle. You're, you're simply fighting an uphill battle uh, to, to make your way out of that conference. And, and Luke is a good coach. He's an excellent recruiter. Um, I'm sure he'll be doing a lot of, of recruiting around here. Um, but, but in terms of, of winning titles, I just don't I – don't, I don't think he, he improved his chances. I, I think UC would have an easier – will have an easier time winning the Big 12 – then Luke Fickle will have a Wisconsin winning the Big Ten. Great point. Great point. All right. Now everyone has focused in on who will replace him. Uh, there was a story that broke today uh, in The Athletic. Don't know whether it's true or not. Uh, that three of the names we talked about yesterday, Tom Herman, uh, most recently uh, at the University of Texas, has Ohio ties. He was an offensive coordinator at Ohio State under Urban Meyer. Brian Hartline, uh, who most feel like, uh, obviously, Ohio ties. He is the passing game coordinator, wide receivers coach in what has become the wide receiver university in America, without a doubt, at Ohio State. Um, and Deion Sanders, hmm. uh, who uh, he confirmed that he had been uh, offered the Colorado job. I think everybody would be shocked if he took on that venture. I mean, that's a huge mountain to try and climb at the University of Colorado University. Anybody you like? Out of those? Out of those well, or in general. I mean, I would put Kerry Combs in that job because I think of all the people involved, this job would mean the most to yeah. Kerry Combs. Now, whatever you put in that stock, in that, you know, everybody's different in that regard. But anybody in particular, uh, you would say, hey, I'd look at this guy first or these top two guys? I wish I could say I was an expert on such things. I'm not. I, I don't. I and I never have been. I'm not one of those ear to the ground calling ads every day. You know who you're thinking about hiring types. Um, the four you mentioned, the or the four that I've heard of all of them, I, th I think I like Hartline the best. Um, he obviously has not been a head coach at, at, at a big time level, but uh, he's accomplished much. He's a young guy. Um, 
he just looks like the kind of guy that they should be looking for. And what I mean by that, uh, I I would be careful of, of trying to win the press conference by hiring the likes of Deion Sanders. Um, I, I, I know he'd be a great recruiter here, but there are a lot of great recruiters around the country. You need to be more than a great recruiter. Um, I don't think he's earned his stripes yet. Um, oh, I wouldn't be against him. You know them bringing him here. Um, I, I think Herman is. It would be a bit of a recycle job. Uh, he's had the big gig at Texas. Did okay. Not good enough for Texas's taste, obviously. Um, uh, again, who, who are we talking about? Hardline, Kerry Combs. Kerry Combs's time, in my opinion, was last time. Uh, I, I think this job is is beyond him now, and I I, I don't say that lightly. I, I don't say it, you know. I I, I love Kerry Combs, uh, and I always have. I I wanted him to get the job last time. Shows how much I know. Um, but but I think his time is has has passed him by in terms of being a head coach at a major program. I think UC can do better. I think UC does better than Herman. Uh, I, I of the four that you mentioned, I think Hartline has has the look to me, of the guy that, that I would like to see them get. And again, he's not the only guy, and I'm sure that, you know, there are a lot of names that that, 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 that we don't even have on the radar. I mean, I read an article about, you know, um, who is it, Campbell at Iowa State uh, with Ohio Ties, used to be at uh, yeah. Toledo before he went to Iowa State. I'm with you, though. I think that, you know, you, you look at Iowa, he's got a pretty good thing going there. Uh, they had a down year this year, but he's done a nice well, job. And who saw who saw Luke coming? I don't remember anybody coming out and saying Luke Fickle is, has the inside track. Uh, John Cunningham, the AD at UC, is pretty good at keeping these things close to the vest. Um, I don't remember the name Wes Miller popping up on radar screens before they introduced him. You know, and Luke Fickle the same way. So who, who knows? There may be a guy out there that we're not even talking about that they're going to hire. They better do it quickly, though. They need to get it done quickly, whatever they do. They need to make a good choice, but they also need to make it quickly. Um, yeah, and, 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 and many are speculating that could come by the end of this week as we sit here on Tuesday because, you know, we talked at length yesterday with Dan Hoare just about the whole, and with Brian Billick for that matter, because he knows Deion Sanders quite well, um, that, you know, you get that whole recruiting thing and, you know, guys can all of a sudden decommit and blah, blah, blah. Um, right. Shifting gears to the Bengals. Boy, Doc, um, you know, there were a lot of people jumping off the bandwagon, and rightfully so. Uh, after the first two games of this season. But when you when you take into account everything, whether it's injuries, whether it's the death of Adam Zimmer, um, everything into account, uh, what this team is doing right now is very, very impressive. Uh, Sunday was a big, tough, validating win. Um, I haven't been skeptical. I, in fact, if, if people listen to me, and if the Bengals had played the way I'd picked them, they'd be ten and one right now. So I, I thought that they've underachieved, and and I, you know, I cited the the, the bad quarterbacks that that they played, and, and the schedule just being so so, and, and I kept waiting for them to show us who they were. And they did that on Sunday. I'm I'm not saying Tennessee's world beating. As long as you have Ryan Tannehill, you're not going to a Super Bowl. Um, and they're one-dimensional on offense and on and on. But that is a good football team that, that had been playing very well, and they were at home. And, and the Bengals just put it to them. Um, 
I, I wrote this the other day. One of the things that we not, I haven't talked about much is the credit that the personnel department should get for, for what it has done for this team depth-wise. Yep. Not, not only are the, are the front-line guys pretty good uh, at the so-called skilled positions, but um, the guys that have plugged in, filled the gaps, filled the holes, Pirine, uh, Irwin, um, Trent Taylor. Cam Taylor-Britt. Yep. These guys all have come up big. The depth has been great. And if, if you want to keep rolling in the NFL because you're going to get people hurt, uh, you've got to have the depth. And, and they've done a, a wonderful job with that. And I, I was Burrow again on Sunday, especially impressive when he had to be. It's a joke to me that most people don't have him in the top five for MVP. Uh, he, he is big when he needs to be big. Uh, he's thrown, I think, four interceptions since, since the four he threw on opening day. Uh, he he put balls in places the other day when he had to that, that almost no other quarterback could do. Um, in my book, only only Mahomes at the moment, maybe Jalen Hurts on the outside, uh, has a better resume for MVP than Joe Burrow. I'm with you all the way, and, and I think that that, that line of thinking, uh, along with just the, the, the prospects of a team overall, uh, there's a lot of wind in their sails uh, when you've only lost two times after beginning of the year uh, 0-2 and everything that they have been through. And, and now you think about the possibility uh, of Mixon coming back this week. You think about the possibility of Jamar Chase coming back this week. I got to tell you, though, Doc, I, I, I love what Zach Taylor and the team did last week not bringing him back. And you know what? If you're not 1,000% sure uh, about this week, he misses a Kansas City game. So what? Um, you know, I, I think. I mean, yeah, I, I could, sure. Your ultimate goal is is still not winning this week. Uh, however, I'd like to put some distance between, if I'm the Bengals, between the rest of the, the uh, wild card or division title field. You know, I, I think Baltimore is very vulnerable. Um, I, I think that the Bengals are in a position now, forget, you know, worrying about a wild card or winning the division. And I think if that's your goal, if Chase is, I don't know, 80%, I don't know what the number is. If he can play, he probably should. I, I don't, I don't believe in, you know, keeping the powder dry. I believe in putting the powder in the gun and firing it off. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Um, this Sunday is, is um, for multiple reasons, which we talked about, and you just hit a couple of them. But, you know, you start looking at, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were wondering if the Bengals going to get in the playoffs. And look, that's still a, leg a legitimate question because of the schedule that they face, including the Bills and the Chiefs and the Ravens and the Browns and getting over that hunk and, and going to New England. But, you know, when you start looking at, at the way the playoff teams are stacked up and – you beat Kansas City this week, and all of a sudden, you're one game out from having the best record in the AFC. The tie break comes down to either your conference record or your head-to-head -head stuff, and you're getting a chance now to play those teams. And if it comes down to that, that could put you as the front runner and getting a bye in that first round of the playoffs. Hard to believe that where we've come from three weeks ago to where we are at least potentially today. Well, that's what I, I, I think we've talked about this in the past. The the, uh, the thing that ESPN does every Monday, I guess, or Tuesday is great. The overreaction Monday, I think they call it. 
And that's what we do with the NFL. Uh, it's important to note that the NFL is a series of 17 one-act plays. It, it, and they're all distinct and independent from each other. And, and the fact that you're great this week doesn't mean anything for the next week. You know, um, back back to Kansas City, I, I think winning would serve a couple of purposes. To me, maybe the most important purpose would be to put it in the Chiefs' heads the way it is so solidly in the Titans' heads right now. We can't beat these guys. The Titans yep. know they can't beat the Bengals. They yep. can't beat the Bengals. And if they come back and, and beat Kansas City for the third time in 12 months, I mean, the, the great Kansas City Chiefs, the great Patrick Mahomes – uh, that'll give them something to think about, which may come in handy in January, you know? There, there, there is no question about it. Before I let you go, I got to ask you, because we've talked about the World Cup and, 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 and an enormous game today, to say the least. I mean, uh, if you want to advance, you have to win today over Iran. Um, so you've got that part of it. Uh, then you have all the, 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 the politics involved on multiple layers involved. Um, you know, for, for the casual guy who may not be a huge soccer guy, for all of those reasons, um, maybe this is a reason to actually sit down and watch a game today. You going to watch it? I'm working at the golf course cleaning carts. Cleaning carts? You mean like for the winter yeah. before you put them in some shed and, 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 and lock yeah, everything well, up? I mean, I know you're in a studio there probably without windows, but it's pretty nice out today, Tom. It's going to be mid 50s maybe 60 uh it's golf weather so there will be people playing golf today and, and my job is is to get their carts as clean as i possibly can get them do you find so no, it, i won't be I, I wish i were huh do, do you find it bothersome at all you know, i i used to I, I i don't know why it got so deep under my skin um when i would fly on these baseball charters right through the years whether it's the reds the cubs the diamondbacks whatever it was and guys chewed tobacco i don't care if a guy chews tobacco i mean do whatever you want to do i don't care about it but they they leave on these charter flights like these spit cups right sitting there you know for somebody else to clean up are you having to deal with that kind of thing no spit cups in the golf carts no <laughs> well that's good i've never been asked that question before no none Sometimes beer cans, but most of these guys are fairly considerate, and they actually toss most of their garbage. All they really have to do is hose out the carts. This okay. is fascinating stuff, Tom. You can't you know, get this just anywhere. No, you know what? That's what we say about a lot of things. I mean, we were talking about uh, Fiona and Fritz a little bit earlier before you came on. So yeah. you really, I mean, whether you want sports, you want animals, you want life, spit cups. You got it. Uh, in golf carts, you got it all covered here. Doc, thanks for your time. Hey, the Substack. The, of course, yeah. the Substack morning line. Shameless plug. Hey, yeah. no, there's no such thing as a shameless plug. Your stuff is awesome. Casey, you had something for Doc? Do you got the lid on there? What do you got on there? What's on your hat? No, it's a women's minor league golf tour, the Symmetra Tour. You ever heard of that? Well, let me tell you, it's no longer called that. It's called the Epson Tour now. And the only reason I know that, uh, you may have read the article in the paper about our son who this summer – uh, his summer job was caddying uh, over at Kenwood Country Club. And, of course, that's where they held the big LPGA event. That's right. Well, yeah. he was a caddy in that event for a young woman out of the University of Georgia, grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, and he got a lot of pub because he caught before she walked to the first tee that she had 15 clubs in her bag 
rather than 14. Uh, and they made a big deal yes. about it in the newspaper. So we've been following her ever since as she tries to get her full-time LPGA card. So it is the Epson Tour, Doc. I'll, I'll have to change the hat. Okay. Or just go back to the, the morning line lid. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Okay. Another shame. <laughs> yes, indeed. Doc, thanks for your time. Okay, Tom, thank you. All right, man, have a good day. Good luck out on the golf course today. <laughs> thank you. No spit cups. No spit cups allowed. That used to make me crazy. You know, and you know, another thing, I mean, why can't people just pick up their own trash? We were at Ohio State. And we have found this little place to park every time we go to a game up there. It's about a mile from the stadium, but you can park in there, walk a mile after the game, get in the car, you can get out pretty quick. Well, look, I, I, I was, you know, I was a guy that went to all the parties in college. I get it. I feel like going to the parties now. But if, if you have a beer cup or a, a, a beer can, why can't you just throw the thing in the damn trash? We walk by this house. You have to walk by this house on our way to the stadium in Columbus. And they have a huge party before every game. Enormous. There, there, there must be 200 people in the front lawn, another 100 people in the back lawn, depending on which way you want to take. But the one that faces the street is where all the people are. And they got the music going and young kids and blah, 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 blah. And some parents are around there or local people, whatever. And you walk by after the game, as we did the other day, and there must be 400 empty cups just laying around on the ground. Can't you just pick up the trash? That's a, I, I don't get it either, Tom. I don't, I don't understand. I, I have a hard time. Like it, it's not even just like out in public. Like it can be even like in your own home. Like just, it's only a few steps away to throw it in the trash. Right. I don't, I don't get it. That's something, Paul. You and all your friends would do. Leave trash. All your around? drinking friends over there at Xavier. Yeah. Leave That's trash. a big drinking crowd over there. Jay. Huge drinking crowd. Yes, it is. You're right. Big yeah. party animals. We get after it. Trash everywhere. <laughs> Detriment to I, society. I'm surprised Dana Gardens is letting you still party there. Yeah. It's we just, just burned the place down. <laughs> um, Trace tells me that we need to dig up the clips of the Japanese fans. That I would be a big fan. Japanese fans go around cleaning up the entire stadium. Oh, actually, yes. I did see this. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is I there a clip? Trace, is there a clip? There is a clip. I'll, I'll find it in a break. I, I know it. I, oh, that was that was your fiance. Is she watching the show? Yeah, she's watching the show. She always watches the show. Well, I didn't know. She should be in jail. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe what you did. Anonymous <laughs> says it's too much cardio. For the average human to walk from a seat to a garbage can. You ever seen the movie Wally? Jolly Jolly, I think. I think Jolly Jolly watches us all the way from California every single day. Really? I think. I don't know that for sure. But I think he is a native of Hamilton, Ohio. And he uh, is out in L.A. I think that's him. I could be wrong. You were starting to say, did I what? You ever seen the movie Wally? Wally? Yeah. W-A-L-L-Y? No, W-A-L-L-E. That's no, a, I Pixar have. What's movie? that about? It's a Pixar movie. It's about throwing out trash. Really? Yeah. You know what? Maybe I have seen it. It's a little robot. It like 15 years ago. Yeah, I probably saw it with our kids when they were really little. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah, little I, robot. I didn't see it. Yeah. He goes around and picks up the trash and compacts it. And Oh, well, maybe not. 
You I probably mean, saw it. Was you a big, probably seen it. It was a big it's, cultural movement, Tom. Well, I, I'll, I'll t- I mean, I used to love those movies and going to all those movies with the kids. I thought they, they most of the time until recent years, the message in it was very, very good. And um, it was good stuff. Numbers are starting to pile up a little bit here today. Um, Slow morning. People were tired watching the Colts and the Steelers last night. They're just waking up. Yeah. And we got yeah, a, we got a sure few different that. things to talk about, too. Um, you have a sync list, updated list. Is that correct, Casey? I do. Stink list week what? Is it 12? It's going to be 13. 13. All right. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? I can't it? wait to see this. All right. Fire it up. Here we go. Everybody's been asking Drum for it. Drum roll, please. Wow. Okay. You have Kansas City as the number. And again, if, for those of you that have not seen the tier maker and Casey's stink list, um, well, look at that bottom category. After beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the other day. But here's the deal. As you read left to right, Basically, that's where he has teams ranked. So the Chiefs, in your opinion, the number one team. Yep. Philly, two. Miami, the surging Dolphins. Tua, number three. Uh, And by the way, the Dolphins have already beaten Buffalo this year. They have one more game to play. You have the Cowboys, the surging Cowboys. The Bengalis right behind them. Followed by the Niners. And then the Vikes. So those are your teams that are in the... Oh, wait a minute now. I, I, I want to back up a second because you've renamed that title towns. Yeah. yeah. You mean to tell me you don't think that the Bengals or the 49ers, especially the 49ers over in the NFC, you don't think that those teams, let's start with the Niners because the only NFC team you have in title town is Philadelphia. You don't think the 49ers can beat the Eagles? No, I, that's, that's not necessarily the case. It's just... I need to see a little bit more before I start crowning them a favorite to, to win it all. The Eagles, to me, even regardless of their schedule, I think it's not just about the schedule. It's about their scheme. It's about their players that they have. Um, and they just win football games. Um, the 49ers, they really haven't beaten anyone that's good. Like, you look at their that's schedule. Fair. You look at their schedule and – They've beaten the Seahawks 27-7, but the Seahawks, to me, have started to trend down. Yep. yep. And then they, they play the Dolphins. If they go ahead and they beat the Dolphins significantly, then Significantly I, or just beat them at all? I mean, the Dolphins are the hottest team in the league. Yeah, it's tough because the Dolphins really – they've beat up on bad teams, but they really beat up on them, like just demolished them. And I really do think their defense has gotten a lot better after acquiring Bradley Chubb in a trade. So I think, to me, the Dolphins deserve to be at three just based off of... Yeah, nobody has right. an issue with that. Right. So the, the You 40- can make an argument that they could be one or two. Yeah, and honestly, the Cowboys could slide up into title towns too. What like, about uh, the Bengals? Like, yeah, what have the Bengals not shown you? If the Bengals beat the Chiefs, then hell yeah, they're going up, but... Guys, don't you remember? I have the Titans in borderline stink. Oh, that is true. If you beat a team that's borderline stink, you don't just rock it up to title towns. And so this, this is just based Obviously off, not. You guys think the, the win is more of a big deal than I do. I, I think it's a big deal because it was a pivotal moment in our season, but I don't think it shows that they're a title towns team a win this week clearly changes that correct yeah i agree with you on that i mean i think the tennessee game is a very impressive game to go down there and beat them again down there and 
and, and no doubt about it. But I, I'm with you. I, I think you're spot on there. I think that list is improving. Uh, although, who was it that points out here? Uh, Anonymous says the Colts should be in the Browns category. That's true. They, they are really stinking it up. The, yeah, but you have them ahead of like 10 other teams. Yeah, but it's because... I mean, I don't need to argue about the Colts here. Like, we don't need to spend time talking about that. But you have them behind or ahead of 10 teams. I can't believe right? you have the Colts ahead of the L.A. Chargers. L.A. Rams? You mean the Rams? I mean, yeah, forgive me, the, uh, the L.A. Rams. I mean, L.A. Rams. I, I think bad. the Rams would beat the, would beat the Colts. The, the Rams, too, hang on. We got to talk about the Rams for a second. Um Partially, the reason this is why for Jolly really... Jolly, by the way, he is in California, confirmed on the uh, chat. Awesome. Okay. So my issue with the Rams right now, they don't have Stafford, they don't have their top wideout, they don't have Cooper Cup. They just lost uh, Allen, their big receiver that they just bought. I'm, I believe Aaron Donald has a high sprain ankle or something like that. This team is in shambles. And yeah, it's it, it's, I don't want to say it's all because of injury because I do think there's some issues with their their O line, but this team is just in shambles right now, and it's tough because there's no uh, there's no good ending in sight here for this season, and even next year, like they don't have any draft picks, their cap is maxed out, like it's not a good look. It really isn't. I, I'm worried about LA to be honest with you guys. Um, and of course, you know, the Colts thing, the Colts could have beaten the Steelers, but the Steelers to me are starting to become a better team. Yeah. And, and I that's think that's I where Cleveland can go, to be honest with you, uh, Casey, you think they Cleveland have Deshaun Watson coming back. I mean, they look, do. Brissett's done a decent job. I think you can make the argument that he's, he he was has he's been the best number two quarterback in the NFL this season. Yeah, and that's partially why I have the Browns where they're at right now, their own individual tier. Where I think you know they just they suck, honestly. Well, they you better suck. hope they don't come in here and but, win again. But because it, everything Doc just said about the Bengals getting ahead of the in the head of the Titans and the Bengals potentially getting inside the heads of the four, of the Chiefs, the oh, Browns yeah. are in collectively. The, inside the Bengals heads I agree with that I, I don't disagree with that and my only here's the thing I will not overreact I'm just gonna let everyone know in the group in this chat in this show I'm not going to overreact if the Browns demolish the Texans because teams have just been beating up on the Texans now if the Texans beat the Browns Deshaun needs to just sit the rest of the year if you want my honest opinion I sit the rest of the year yeah. They're just getting the guy back. Honestly, why? Let, let, but why is he? has got to play. No. You heard from Brian Billick yesterday. He, why, I mean, why the guy's got to play. Why risk it? I, I, they, need, they need, is there anything more important in this world than hope? <laughs> there, if I mean, they lose. Love if, and hope. You got to have both. If or they, you're going nowhere. If they lose to the Texans, their season is completely over. If it's not already over, it is completely over. Especially if Deshaun loses to his former team. That's not happening. I certainly that hope is not. Not, not for happening. their case. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to go through our picks and talk about um, Jolly Jolly said he can smell the stink list all the way in Los Angeles. There's sports fans in Los Angeles. I appreciate I, that. Tune yeah. in off the bench. At, At least Jolly one Jolly is a hardcore 
hardcore sports guy. And, uh, and he loves, he's everything that is Cincinnati, even though he has been out West do you know Jolly for a long, Jolly? long time. I do. Cool. I do. Good man. Thank you, Jolly Jolly, for watching us all yeah. the way from California. I mean, what time? It's, it's, it's 740. 740. Yeah. And he, he's tuned in every day. So Jolly Jolly and everybody else. Don't want to put him in, in order of importance ahead of anybody else because we appreciate everybody who is uh, joining us on the show. So we will take a break. We're back with more, including our picks, which we did not get to yesterday, right after this. I can't wait to find out if the Tracer is going to Reds Fest. Did we ever find out, by the way, uh, about the whole Brandon Phillips thing? Did anybody ever find out anything about that? I couldn't find anything about it on the Internet. When, what about it? Um, he, he said that he might crash Reds Fest this weekend. Now, when you use the term crash, and I, look, I, I don't want to speculate on whether or not he was invited or not, but look, when, when you hear about crash, you think about wedding crashers, right? Those are generally people who are not invited to the wedding. Not generally, they are people that are not invited to the wedding. Yeah. So if he's talking about crashing Reds Fest. Yeah. When we looked into his profile on Twitter to like see his yeah. his tirade, it, it looks like he did not get invited because he's clearly said why don't you just ask mr c well that's where that whole thing started and we talked about it um last week or two weeks ago whatever it was uh, about that whole i believe it was a cincinnati magazine story after vado had been given the big contract uh, phillips had been told he was going to get it bob castellini did give him the big contract and then you know in the ensuing months dead of winter article comes out brandon uh, rips into Castellini, despite the fact that he had just gotten this brand new deal. And um, I don't know what happened. But, yeah. but Brandon Phillips was a phenomenal player here. Um, I thought Tracy said he was going to the Mariners. Well, he That's... said that he got invited to the Mariners. Yes. We'll find out if he actually went. That's a long trip. True. Yeah, as Paul is. just found out. Yeah. That's a long trip. That's, a, like at the, it's like in another planet when you have to fly out to the, uh, the great Northwest, as they call it. Something that we didn't really talk about yesterday, this man was on our show the night he came back. I, we that. did talk about it. A gamer. It's a gamer. gamer. Well, He's committed. No, you can't get into the leader of men category for something like that. But gamer. Yeah, we can gamer. Now, gamer. look, big ligger, gamer, any of the terms you want to use, without a doubt. Yeah. Gym rat. Look, it was, Gym huge, rat. It was a huge weekend. I told – Trace texted me and, and asked me if I was going to be on the show. I said, hey – Big weekend. I'm not missing it. Yeah, he's a true ham and egger. He, he gets the job done. We'll have to ask Tracy about that. Oh, no. We can, we can probably let that one we'll go. We'll ask him about it. All right. Here's our picks. All right. Here we go. This uh, is pre-record. I, I don't even want to look at this. This is pre-record. Uh, th th this, this is pre-weekend. pretty. I went in seven back of the lead, which you feel like you're in striking distance, and, and, and I know without even checking, and I really don't check, but I know the wheels fell off this weekend for me maybe so, not for you guys so trace just just to be clear here trace did my picks uh casey sent me the picks and full transparency i straight up forgot to put them in the system <laughs> uh i did retroactively send my picks in a text to trace just for like hey let's see what i how i would have done if my so we're counting trace's picks yeah but how would you have done it's about even i think i may have been like a pick or two worse that's a big deal going back I, I, did, if it's I didn't i didn't go back and do the whole the whole roundup on them i'll go back and look 
That's um, a big deal. But I, I know what I picked going through this, so we can, I guess, do it, do the math in our head. Okay. But we'll start off here with Tulane and UC. And naturally, you guys, uh, Casey, there I, you go. I, I had Keep Tulane playing. in this one. You know what I didn't even think of? I, 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 and look, it's on me. I, I didn't think of Prayer getting a start. Um, and God bless him. I hope he has a great career. But he was not ready. No. 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 Um, but, but again, that is in, in no form or fashion a knock on that kid because uh, he has got incredible talent and potential, uh, and that was a tough spot to put him in. Casey, good for you. Bad for Trey slash Paul slash Brandon slash whoever. Slash the third chair. Yeah. All right. Somebody from a Pixar movie. All right. We all picked the Buckeyes. L, L, L across the board. This was tough. So I would have been, I'd have been 2-0 and here, but it would have been a quick 2-1 and because I had Iowa State in this one. The one team you can count on every week. Now you talk about a leader of men, Sonny Dykes. Coach of the year, hands down, not even close. Max Dugan. It'd, it'd be Duggan. Duggan. <laughs> I tell you what, that guy's going to be in New York for the Heisman. He may not win it, but he's going to be there. What a year he's had. What was that yeah. other game? A&M, LSU. I only picked LSU because you guys had taken a and I'm trying to make up ground. I took you, LSU too, so you would have made up ground here. Okay. So I no, been... I, I, would, I just wouldn't have lost ground. I picked LSU. Yeah, you'd have made up a game on me. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I picked up a game because I, I was doing the math wrong. Yeah, yes. don't do math in public, Paul. Nope, 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 Okay. Nope. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. Trace goes with the Trojans. That was a good pick. I would have been two, two and three. I had Notre Dame here. Boy, I, I, that, that kid, Caleb Williams, that's going to be the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. Which is crazy because he was plus 1,000 like a couple of weeks ago. Boy, is he something to watch. I mean, that guy. I know he was really good at Oklahoma. Well, a lot like this at Oklahoma. But uh, he left with Lincoln Riley. Um, big game this weekend for the Trojans v. Utah. Trying to avenge their only loss and get in the college football playoff. All right. NFL. The National Football League. Bengals. Mahoudes. Dub, dub, dub. Easy. That's too easy. Ravens oh. and Jags. I don't remember who I picked in this one. I think I picked Baltimore, but what a pick. Yeah. I mean, Trace. Jags. Trace was on it, and I, I sat here that day that he was talking to the uh, Twitter space, the Bengals Twitter space, and he's making these stakes and these claims. I mean, he was spot on, though. I mean, Baltimore struggled. And they have been struggling. I mean, we talked about this with Brian Billick. And, and, and you know, Brian starts getting into a lot of the stuff that, that we don't necessarily talk about because we're trying to appeal to the masses. Maybe we should start getting into more of this statistical stuff, and I'd be okay with that. But talking about um, the Ravens this year once they get in the red zone and how he talked about that should be, on paper, a strength because Lamar could throw it or he runs around. Now he wants to run it. Should be a strength, and they're having a hard time. Uh, and and uh, rearing its ugly head again from a, from losses early this year, a fourth quarter collapse. What are you laughing at over there? Nothing. Just I, I, what, what is well, so Trey, funny Trey, over there? Trey sent us a text about. I guess I did the math wrong. I I I haven't finished. I never actually went through and did what my record would have been. But I guess Trace did it for me. Okay, and he, he sent us been? a text. Well, I, I'm gonna finish it up. Okay, here. let's finish it up. Uh, Ravens Jags. I had the Ravens in this one. Okay. So that, that would have picked up. So it's two losses you would have had so far. So far. Oh, this is 
Look at Trace going with the Brownies. Yeah, I would have definitely had the Bucks. Yeah, I think that's then that's three losses. That's three. Boy, I mean, Casey now is at the point where he theoretically would be leapfrogging into first place, but because Trace steps in there, and we gave him the green light, so we suffer the consequence. Especially you suffer the consequences, but I <laughs> do too. Okay. Because I might be going from borderline stink to full stink. It's okay because I... Bills, are you kidding? Trace really helped me, honestly, on a lot of these. He, he, he did the research, did the groundwork, and I just yeah. kind of followed in behind him on a well, lot Well, I'm going to start so. going to Luke Brenneman for help because he picked Moneyline, Jags to win, Browns to win. What? Moneyline? Nice. Moneyline. Both of them. Straight up. Yeah, I'm going to start... If you're getting help and you guys are getting help from, from a degenerate... Then uh, I'm not going to call my son a degenerate, not yet. Um, but th there's another one I went with, even though I felt the Lions. Were, it doesn't matter what I felt. I picked the Bills. L dub dub. I don't remember what they I almost won the game. I know. Should have won insane. the game. Josh Allen's good. Sometimes. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, he is. But the, oh, you know, the the something's not right with the Bills. Uh, Cowboys. Game. This game just triggered me so much. Because that were, was that late touchdown they were talking yeah. about, right? Yep. And barely lost that cover. I mean, it was eight points there, and the spread was nine. Ugh. Just killed me inside. Okay. I, every one of these has been a loss for me that I can tell so far, except for the Horned Frogs. Right here. Here's a dub. It's a good one. Bikes. What happened in this? Kirk Cousins. I didn't see one. Primetime. Oh, this was the primetime game. Yeah. yeah, I did see this. And, and uncharacteristically, Kirk Cousins had a really good game against a Belichick defense. I definitely picked time. the Patriots here. All right, so let me – so what did you say Trace did? Uh, Trace went 7-4. Seven 7-4. And four. Seven and four. So I would have gone 1-0, and 2-0, 2-1, 2-2, 2-3, 3-3, 3-4, 3-5. Three and Einstein. Six. Six? Did I pick the Bills or the Lions? Did, you have the, the pictures right there. I don't remember. I didn't want to take up time on the show. You took the Bills. I took the Bills. Three and seven. Oh, my Lord. You're looking like oh me. Oh, my gosh. Three and. Okay, so Trace was four picks better than me? Okay. All right, so, All right, so now let's take the. So let's take the. Oh, wow. I'm 11 back. Uh, that's a tough break, Casey. That's That's a tough one. I just. I just trusted Trace, you know? Yeah, I just yeah, knew that right. I didn't have a good feel on the games. I spent about 65 seconds picking them. I didn't have a great feel, so I said, you know what, boss? Here, take it over. Carry me through this week. And yeah. He and, did. And to be fair, I used Trace's system on a lot of my, my picks. That's no, you didn't use Trace's system. You used Trace's picks. Trace did the system. You took the picks. Well, he did the You like didn't I go said, in the there and start plugging in stuff into some, you know, algorithm. And, and we, if I used all of... <laughs> Trace's picks, then I, I would have been a lot better than what I did. But there was a few few picks I didn't. Uh, did somebody just insert a smile there? <laughs> <laughs> or that could be a upside. No, and that no, that's my smile. <laughs> Memes making an appearance on the program. Um, all right, fellas, let's take a break. Uh, what what do, what are the people on the chat? What do you guys want to talk about? I mean, we've got, we've got the, the college football playoff rankings coming out tonight. We have the Luke Fickle thing. Uh, who's his replacement? Who do you want to see? 
Um, we have the Bengals, of course. We have the World Cup. Um, we have Fritz. We have um, Fiona. Fiona. Can't forget. Harambe, uh, uh, you know, I, uh, it's I, already starting to show up on multiple websites. I will say, <laughs> I will say, <laughs> I will say, uh, there was a great article, Tom, you talk about the athletic a lot. There's a great article in the athletic this morning from Jay Morrison and Paul Daner Jr. Talking about what we have talked about a lot. I, I, I've made the point about how it feels like the Bengals play calling matured after that Ravens game and how it felt like they, they were doing all that that weird creative stuff, the shovel pass, the all that weird stuff in that game and how it feels like they've just stuck to their guns since then. And they wrote an article fleshing it all out and talking about how the coaching staff went back to the drawing board and said, hey, why are we trying to do all this creative stuff when we need to just be good at what we're good at? And now they've been the best red zone team in the NFL since then. They went 17 for 17. They... 17 drives in a row, excluding kneel downs. 17 drives in a row without a touchdown since that Ravens game. 17 with, with red zone. 17 red zone. 17 consecutive red zone drives ending in a touchdown outside of kneel downs since that Ravens game until this past yeah. uh, Sunday against Tennessee when they kicked that field goal with McPherson when, when Joe got driven back to the 18. Well, you know, that, look. that's just that's a, a real testament to what this coaching staff when everybody when the fans were so frustrated, there was clear frustration, the coaching staff recognized, "Hey, we're a good team. We don't need to be doing all this weird stuff. We can just be good at what we're good at." And they proved it. And I think that's a real testament to this coaching staff. I, I would agree wholeheartedly. And I I was highly critical uh primarily yes, the play calling, especially in the Baltimore game as you point out. But highly critical, and I still stand by that uh, critique of not having the offensive line start to play together. Charles Davis talked about that at length as the analyst from a game the other day about how they allow you know, 13 sacks in, in the first two games. And now all of a sudden, whether it's a run game, certainly in protecting Burrow in the pass game, only allowed one sack to Tennessee. Um, I still stand by that. But you give credit where credit's due. And to your point, um, you know, I remember all the time, Brian Billick was the one who used to talk about this frequently because he, his mentor was Bill Walsh uh, when he started his coaching career out there with the 49ers. And, you know, it, it, the, the 49ers, there were a lot of teams at the time, but let's just say, uh, now I know they had great players in Montana and Craig and Rice and Taylor, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Joe, uh, Bill Walsh was uh, Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh, one of the great guitarists of all time but we digress. Bill Walsh, a lot of teams in the NFL would have, let's just say, 100 plays that they could choose from, okay? Bill Walsh had about 30, and all they would do is practice, practice, practice the same 20. Now, their personnel oftentimes was better than everybody else, but everybody else knew what they were going to run. But they were so good at running what they did best that they didn't have to do all these gimmicks. So it's nice to hear, and a credit to Zach Taylor and his staff, Callahan, all of them, yeah. for, for getting back to basics. Yeah, and on top of that, that's without Jamar Chase for the last four weeks. Three and one without Jamar Chase. Who would have thought that? After what we saw with the Bengals against the Browns, you tell me the Bengals go and yeah. win their next three. That's huge. Yeah, that kind of reminds me. I need to 
I need to give kudos and um, respect back to T. Higgins after that Browns game. I called him out. I said, hey, you're, you and Tyler Boyd are not playing up to what we expect you to be playing at. And since then, T. Uh, T. Higgins has been playing out of his mind. If you take out those uh, the four-game stretch and you spread it out amongst the whole season, he would have like 1,600 yards and 15 touchdowns or something like that. Just something insane. So – well, Kudos that's to easy T. to do when when you're piling up numbers when Chase isn't around. Well, right, but they hadn't been playing like that until yes. So I want to give kudos to T. I really when when bless you. Thank you. I was gonna come in and just annihilate Tyler Boyd, but until you watch the film and see that he's being like triple covered, he's got a shadow from the safety and the linebacker, and he's got a guy on him. I mean, people are scared of Tyler Boyd, too. So, T. Higgins should be going off like he is. Um, well, I love Tyler Boyd. I, you know, I, I, look, and, and, and no one was more uh, disappointed than that drop he had, which was a critical play in the Super Bowl last His year. His first one. and Yeah, I mean, you know, but it's going to happen sooner or later. And unfortunately for him, it happened at the worst possible time in, in, instead of some week 15 game against whoever. But um, that guy's a gamer. He is. He really, and always has been. He never walks around and complains and goes to the quarterback, why are you throwing the ball to Chase and Higgins and her? You know, he never does that. He just goes out and plays, and about every third or fourth game, there will be that game where he's the guy. Right. And the difference between winning and losing. Guys, guys is a total gamer. Agreed. Cares. Agreed, yeah. And How about that block, by the way, from Bush? Oh, my gosh. Nasty. Do we have video of that? I'll get it right now. I did not see right this now. until last night, and I didn't get a chance to watch the second half the other day. We were taking our daughter to the airport to go back to school. Uh, I was listening on the radio, but I don't know if they talked about this a lot in the telecast. They, they had to over. That replay would not have been run, uh, I'm assuming. But this block. We got it. They talk about decleating a guy. Watch this block. Now, as you're watching it, hang on, I don't um, have it quite yet. Okay. I will get it. Uh, but 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 when we watch it, you're you're going to see to the left of your screen in the formation, to the right of the formation. But on television, it'll be to your left, where the Bengals are going to run a play to the right, and then across the formation comes Hayden Hurst. Might Look be, at this. Might be on the oh, right, actually. Oh my. God, bam! That is just in. God didn't see it coming. <laughs> Talk about Smash Mouth football. Is that Bud Dupree? Yeah, that's Bud Dupree. Ex Steeler. Yeah, by the way, I mean, you know, I mean, I sh uh, obviously you hope he's okay. I assume he stayed in the game and all, but I mean that that is a vicious hit. I mean, as 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 you want to know how violent football is. This play is as violent as it gets. It's clean. It's not dirty in any form or fashion. It's old-fashioned smash-mouth football. But, man, oh, man, you start doing that to teams. And huh, talk about your head on a swivel. And to just wrap up this conversation of the Bengals and how just a smash-mouth that they've been here in the last couple weeks – Let's look at that P. Ryan play where he, he looks like a basketball player yep. out there. I mean, he's dribbling heads off of the ground. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah there he is. It. 
Mm. Boom. Love it. I mean, what more can you ask from your backup running back? I mean, he needs to get the ball more often. You know what? I think you're right on that, Casey. Uh, the more you watch this guy, and I'm not going to fall into the camp of bench mixing and play P. But, you know, he, he can run it. He can catch it. He's physical. He's tough. He sticks his nose in there. Um, he can block. Um, this guy's a good football player. Yeah. And it's a <laughs> I know we, we have a running gag here in the office uh, amongst me and Reed and I, I'm sure you're should have dove for the ball dove for the ball but man he he just has always been there when we need him oh no he was there for the Chiefs game he was there for this game the Steelers game I mean he he's just been he's been there he's been there when we needed him most um I think it's time to put that to rest to to put that that meme that joke aside that he should have dove for the ball we all know he couldn't actually catch that ball but do we? I, do we know that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we know he couldn't catch that ball. But, yeah, again, I, I wonder if the reason why we haven't seen him get the ball more often or share the touches with Mixon is because we've been so distracted by all the talent we have everywhere else. We've got talent at tight end now. we got three really good receivers, a really good backup receiver in Trent Irwin now. I'm sure even some of those other guys are pretty decent too. And – now we have P. Ryan, who's playing really great. And even Trayvon Henderson, he had a really good run there, too. I Solid. Mean, Williams. Williams, sorry. Excuse me. Trayvon Williams. I Might mean, be he, Trayvon Henderson in, in two years. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But, I mean, we're t our, our team is just stacked with talent. And this last couple of weeks have really proved that. Well, I think it points out what Doc brought up earlier, and, and I have always been a huge fan of Duke Tobin. Um, it, it doesn't mean that every single guy you pick up or every single guy you draft, he is the de facto, if you will, uh, general manager of this Bengals franchise and has been around a long time. He, he worked, One of the real strengths of Marvin Lewis was his evaluation of talent. And... Tobin uh, and Lewis, and there are others, their evaluation of talent was very, very good. And now Tobin has, has, has taken on even higher and more responsibility. Uh, the guy, um, and I'm sure the Brown family will, will take good care of him because were it not for the backup players on this team, there is no way that they are sitting at seven and four. Right. And on top of that, too, you're reminding me again of another player that deserves some kudos. Cam Taylor Britt, he's been playing pretty yes, good. Yes. Except for the one 50-50 ball, but it's a 50-50 ball, and that's going to be tough. And no, he wasn't on the right side of it, but other than that, I mean, he damn near saved the touchdown that Derrick Henry had. I mean, <laughs> if Jesse Bates is any, anywhere close to that ball, I mean, they might not have scored a touchdown that game. Just because of Cam Taylor Britt making a heads-up play, knocking the ball out, I mean, our, our talent everywhere on that team is just stepping up. And I'm just hoping that maybe we get a talent in the pass rush department at some point. We, we got to with uh, how well we've been doing that can just 
be that guy that we need him to be on third down. Whether that's Joseph Osai or Zach Carter or who, well, whoever. we've been saying that for weeks, right? And, and maybe sooner or later it happens. I don't know, but I'm, and nobody's counting on that. I wonder if it's just because I mean, when Hubbard and and Hendrickson Hendrickson are just always in there, like they never come out, they never come out, so they're just tired. I think I I, I don't know, or maybe they're specifically playing a style of football that isn't conducive to pass rush. Well, but. I mean, you know, uh, Dan Horde pointed out yesterday that he's been waiting for somebody in the quote-unquote national press to talk about what Lou Anarumo has done this year as far schematically what he has done uh, in playing five defenders along the line of scrimmage where you, you put a hand in the dirt, as they say, Hendrickson, Hubbard, three others, Reeder, back, um, especially against run-heavy teams. Uh, whereas most teams are going five guys almost exclusively at all times um, in the secondary. So, you know, I, I don't know enough about the X's and O's to make a determination about whether in passing situations, um, you know, you, you rethink things a little bit and maybe you, 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 the five guys are down in the dirt to rush a passer because Reader is definitely even coming back now. You could see it last week. He looked closer to the guy um, that we've seen for a long, long, well, at least since he joined this team, than he did in the first game back uh, from his very significant injury. DJ Reader should go to the Pro Bowl. I don't care if he missed a number of games or not. That guy is a stud. Yeah. He is. He is a great oh, football did, player. Did you see the, uh, the quote? Um, apparently, uh, Derrick Henry got stopped by DJ Reader early in the game. And Derrick Henry had the nerve to ask, who are you? And DJ Reader responds, you know who I am. I, that dude doesn't get enough recognition. But I really, really doubt that Derrick Henry forgot yeah, who Derek he was. Derrick Henry's a sharp guy. I mean, come yeah. on. That's just all mind games. And then the other video, which stood out if you haven't seen it, and, and I don't watch a ton of this stuff. But, man, even if you're not a Bengals fan, okay, now I'm going to take this out of the mix if you are a Raven, I mean a Titans fan. But if you're just a football fan, that video of Karras, have you seen this? Oh, yeah. yeah. We were going to use that, actually, for a We couldn't figure out how to bleep it out, so we, we didn't use it. It but. doesn't matter. We're streaming. <laughs> oh, well, 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 we didn't want to put you in a bad spot. You're but. not putting me. I didn't say it. Right. Lord knows I've paid the price for what I say. A bunch of other guys can say it, but, right. you know, they, you know, yeah. uh, that whole Lamar Jackson debacle yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, I mean, that video, that's the guy you want on your team. Absolutely. That's the guy. And everybody was talking about it when he first got here. That, that those guys, the new group along the offensive line, Jonah Williams, the only one from last season as a starter to come back. Everybody said that that, that offensive line was being led by Karras. And man, that guy. Love that guy. Um, all right, what else we got? Uh, a couple of other people want to talk about, let's see. Oh, oh we have a, uh, a poll question? Yeah, that we're asking the chat where they want to go for the, the watch party. 
And for those of you that are just joining us, um, that means that um, you missed out on there is apparently going to be a watch party. And, and a number of people have referred Tomas and Jolly Jolly again uh, that P. Ryan is a dog. D-A-W-G. Now, I know, but, 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 but that, that's kind of a hip thing for your, your generation, right? Yeah. He's a dog. He's right? a dog. Got that dog in him. There's a... Have you seen the clip visit before? Everyone. Have you seen the, the, the clip where it came from? No. No? I, I have not either. I'll be honest. You guys haven't seen it? I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up someday for you guys to watch. It's like a 30-second clip. I'll, I'll try to look for it right now. Is this the Lawrence that? Taylor stuff going way back? No, no. Because he said, what was his line? Like a, that, that one of the most unbelievable clips of all time was Lawrence Taylor. The greatest football player in the history of the game. Him and Jerry Rice flip a coin. All right, what is this? Here, let me let me get it ready real quick. This is what there's an actual spot where this came from. Well, where it got popular again, I should say, where where it really started to. Uh, I don't know what we're about to see, Tom. Who is this? What is this? Before we put so, it on, I don't know his name. This is. This is a high school kid, and he's just describing his teammates in the most spectacular way. Okay, but don't, hang on. Okay. Go ahead. I'll just talk about the running backs. We got Aiden Dennis, dog. Dodie Devon, dog. Uh, Sir Hale, dog. He scored five touchdowns against Southside. RJ Hogue, dog. Sam Kale, I didn't even know he played running back, but he's a dog. Evan Linker, <laughs> man. I didn't, he's a linebacker in my eyes, but I guess he can run the ball. Dog, uh, and then Quinn Roach. He plays baseball, but he gets after it. He, all SAC first team baseball player right there, and now he's out here playing football. You know how about that? Uh, he's a dog. Quinn <laughs> Roach is a dog. Absolutely. I'll just talk about now. The that is a great video. Yeah, it is. That's <laughs> a great. He kept it clean, right? Yeah. And I mean, that is a great video. Casey, thank you for pulling that up. Yeah, no problem. Who I are we gonna find out who that dude is? Some high schooler. Yeah, he's a high schooler. This was a couple, maybe a year or two ago. So he's probably in college by now. We got to find out who that guy is. That is an outstanding piece of video. Um, he's a dog. Let's get him on the show. Jolly Jolly says, I want to do a new segment. I want you guys to do a new segment where the boys just show Tom the latest memes and get his reaction. Well, that's actually originally what Cherry on Top was supposed to be. Yeah, we, so we sort of kind of mix it in with the cherry on top, but the memes. But, I mean, we, we so, I think something. we sort of mix it in. And yeah. the Lawrence Taylor thing, 6412 Mars points out, uh, like a bunch of crazed dogs. That was the one on the sideline, which is one of the most incredible. If you want to know what playing football is, that was Lawrence Taylor on the sideline back in his days with the Giants. Like the rest of us, a flawed man. But boy, oh boy, was he a player. <laughs> That's one player I would have loved to see live. He was unbelievable. Played at North Carolina, and everybody knew coming out. I mean, th these guys they talk about coming out now. You know, this guy from Georgia or a clowny coming out of South Carolina years ago. This guy, that guy. Nobody was that guy. Lawrence Taylor. Holy Moses. 
every play just killing people. And, and you guys should have been around to watch those Giants teams. We should they have, we should had have been some players on yeah. defense. And they had a coach, too. They had a coach. And his name was Bill Belichick on defense, too. Yes, yes, he was. And they had a coach as a head coach. Yeah, they had a coach Bill as a head Parcells. coach. Bill Parcells. There's no question. Um, we're moments away from the tracer. Prediction tonight, number five, mm. Ohio State or Alabama? It has to be Ohio State, right? <sighs> All right, I'll take Alabama then. You're good. What? Is it just because of the committee? You're not, I, you're not I saying that because you feel like that. No, I purely, no. Everything that I have said in the last month about this college football and where I stand with it is purely me trying to interpret what the committee is going to do. Should it be Ohio State? Absolutely. Will they put Alabama up there? I would not be shocked. I'm going to say Ohio State, not because I'm a fan. Uh, I read a great article earlier today, uh, again, going back to the athletic, but it was about this whole, uh, these six teams. It was based upon the fact that even if they lose their conference championship games, Georgia and Michigan are in no matter what, okay? This particular writer, and I should go back to give him credit, made the point, college football writer, national guy, uh, made the point that even if TCU loses to Kansas State, and Kansas State's playing great. I mean, they're going to be ranked in the top 10, probably 10th, 9th tonight uh, when that comes out. Um, the TCU should still be in. That their strength of schedule is better than both Michigan and Georgia, but their strength of wins, I think they call it. Is that the category? Or maybe that's that right. I'd anyway, it's something that doesn't sound right. It's something is it, else. Is it but like it's number one. Is it like how they win? Is that what this number is? one in the country? And the TCU, in his estimation, deserve to be in. So now you get to, and his point was clear, no debate about it. SC wins against Utah this week, avenges their only loss, conference champ, they're in fourth spot. But what happens after that? And the point was made, in his opinion, that it, without question, it should be Ohio State because their two best wins, Notre Dame, which, you know, after the game the other day, eh, uh, and Penn State, who will be ranked probably eighth in this poll with Clemson dropping down. Penn State was 10th going into the weekend. So Penn State could be seven or eight, somewhere in that mix. Uh, probably seven. Now, the more I think about it, Penn State might go all the way to seven. Um, is that by far those two wins are better than anything Alabama has. Alabama's best wins this year are Texas. They've lost four. Mississippi State, they've lost four. Ole Miss, they've lost four. Those are the best wins on Alabama's schedule this year. Yeah, it's terrible. And I saw something earlier. I didn't get a chance to listen to it all, but Joe Klatt was kind of like, this shouldn't even be a discussion. It's got to be Ohio State at five, just based off the same point that you made. I mean, who's Alabama played? I mean, I mean, Ohio State still has like an 88% chance to make the playoff. Ohio State's obviously one loss was against the number two team in the country, and they have the top 10 win against Penn State. Alabama's two losses, their top win, Mississippi State, based on the current rankings. Mm. I mean, this is a no-brainer. If they screw this thing up, um, but it'll be bad this is only, I this mean, is, phone it in. This Seriously. Is, this is only an argument, though, if one of TCU or USC loses. Well, there's no doubt, but I'm just yeah. saying for tonight, because yes, we know yes. the top four are going to be. Yeah. So all the drama is going to be 5-6. 
Yeah. That's what everybody's talking about. Yeah. Because the top four right now going into this weekend are not even debatable. Nobody's saying Ohio State should be in front of uh, USC. US, nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. Um, especially with USC a chance to avenge its only loss. That's a big deal. Really big deal. But Utah's playing good, man. What was Utah last week? 14th? Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to be, you know, they're going to be right there with Kansas State and the rest. We're going to take a break, and you know who's coming up. The Tracer. Tracy Tracy Jones. Jones. You don't want to miss that. We call it the best 30 minutes of television twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. Is there anybody on the planet that has a better smile or a better laugh than Dusty Baker? It's infectious. I don't think so. I mean, it's amazing. That guy smiles. He lights up a room, and that laugh is just fantastic. It's, it, it was great to have him on. By the way, we just learned in the commercial break that our big interview tomorrow is Bob Huggins. Awesome. Huggy Bear. Huggy Bear. Leader of men. That's a real leader of men. I love hugs, and I really appreciate him doing it tomorrow. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. But um, kind enough to join us, as he does every Tuesday and Thursday. He's uh, back in his palatial estate, it appears, uh, right along the mighty Ohio, and that would be the Tracer. Tracy Jones, how are you? Welcome back uh, home. It's been a long time. Yeah, did you guys have a nice Thanksgiving? Great. How about you? What did you do? Where were you? I did. I made it back to my place, and we do this every year, uh, Danae. Danae and I just have um, our own Thanksgiving. She and Tucker and Tucker cooking. was there, right? Tucker was there. Oh, Tucker's always with okay. us. Okay, all right. Don't leave Tucker out. Okay, Tucker. okay. We had the fireplace going. I'm one of those people that like to decorate for Christmas time. So I decorated for Christmas, watched The Wonderful Life. You've seen that movie, right? Yeah. Jimmy Stewart. Yep. And we just had a good time. Danae likes to dress up as the naughty elf <laughs> with the old mistletoe, <laughs> one of those things. You know, how about a kiss trace every two seconds? She's one of those. But we had a good time. Needless to say, we didn't get to uh, finish our dinner, but we had a very nice evening. Um, so you like to decorate. I don't know many yes, guys. When, 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 the, when your bride says it, I mean, my wife brought this up to me this morning. And I haven't looked at the weather yet. Uh, maybe if I'm going to do Christmas lights, I better get home this afternoon because it's a beautiful day here today. Um, I don't know many guys that like getting out there and doing that work, but apparently, uh, again, you stand out from the crowd. You got to do it. I mean, it's the least I can do for my wife. I mean, she cooked the entire dinner. She has that little naughty elf uh, uniform that she wears. It's the least I can do. Hey, let me throw something at you guys because I think this is important. I like, you know, I talk about my fasting and staying in good health and give yep. you some advice. Last night, I could not sleep. I really, really struggled, and I'm thinking, wow, I cannot fall asleep. Danae turns and goes, "What's the matter, Trace?" And I says, "I can't fall asleep." She says, "You want some Excedrin PM?" I says, "No, no, I'm cool." She says, "You know, I happened to DVR the World Cup game." Uh, from a couple of days ago. Would you like to watch that? I said, why not? I was asleep in two minutes uh, <laughs> watching that World Cup. If you have trouble sleeping, watch soccer. That is a god-awful sport. God-awful. 
It's just, it's terrible to sit there and watch a 0-0 game. And I watched them because I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute. This is the sport of the future. I sit there and watch. Boring. Guys run around with a with a, a man bun. You know, those guys. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. it's just not cutting it for me at all. Well, I mean, you know, I'm surprised. You being a Southern California guy, you know, which is the... Uh, which is the very epitome of, of, of participation trophies that, and a pat right. on the back for They're everybody, so right? I mean, that's all about yeah. Southern California. There in Oregon and Washington and those kinds of places. I would think, you know, that'd be right up your alley. You know, games it ended in a tie. What. Everybody's happy and pat little Johnny on the back. A job well done. You know, you are so good because that's exactly where the participation trophy started. That old AYSO, right? American Youth Soccer Organization. I think it's head, headquartered actually in Hawthorne, somewhere right around there. I played soccer. This is a sad story. I played soccer for one year. I uh, had no idea what it was about. I was about 10 years old. And my dad says, why don't you try soccer? Because you're so good at baseball, basketball, and football. I says, you really think so? He says, yeah. So I go out there, talk to the coach. I said, well, what do you have to do? He says, you got to kick it in the net. You see those posts? Kick it in the net. I said, that's all you have to do? I said, that's all you have to do. I go out, Tom, my first game, I get 12 goals. Come on. 12 goals. The next game, I get 10. You know what the parents do? They get a petition. Everyone signs it. They make me play on one leg like a damn flamingo. They had me tie my leg, <laughs> knee up to my butt. And you know what the story? It, it, I still average two goals a game, Tom. But that's my only experience with soccer, playing soccer, I should say. Well, you're Tracy, we have a very informed viewer who watches our show from Southern California every single day. Every day he's dialed in. He just wrote in on our chat. He just said the USA soccer game will double the television ratings of the World Series. The game is going to be played later today at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, not at 7 or 8 o'clock at night. Your thoughts, if any? Well, I'll watch it because my wife is all into the soccer. You know, she played soccer. She tells me she was all league. She moves about as fast as a sloth does. So I don't know how in the hell she played soccer, but I'm actually going to watch the game and see what happens. You know, we always criticize the game with the most testosterone. That's baseball. And we never talk whoa, about Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. Wait, wait, no, no. Let me interrupt you a second there. There is what? no way you just said the game with the most testosterone is. Are you talking about just comparing those two or are you talking about in general? Oh, I'm talking about comparing in general. Uh, I'm comparing all the sports. Tom, We've lost You're saying men. there's more testosterone in a baseball game than a football uh, game? You were a without, great quarterback, Tracer. Without a doubt. Baseball is a very difficult sport and very cerebral. You got to be smart. Not so smart in football and especially not in basketball. But I am going to watch that game. We criticize. I don't criticize. You criticize baseball all the time, right? It's too long, not enough scoring. Yeah. Watch a soccer game. You talk about something that drags on, no score. You watch it, 0-0. Zero, zero. Why don't they do this? I'm going to make a suggestion. Why don't they make the goal bigger and wider and the and the goalkeeper can't use his hands just for more goals? I just I shake my head that people are into this sport and not so much in baseball. It's rather sad. 
Look, I, you're not going to get in. I, before you came on the program today, uh, I made the point about soccer that here the United States, okay, um, has played two games. They have given up one goal in two games, and they have not won a game. That would be like a football team kicking a field or allowing a field goal in two games and you don't get a single win. Something is wrong with that sport, in my opinion. No, there's no action. And really the only action you see is on a corner kick. I mean, the last five five minutes of that game against Wells, I mean, he had like five, the U.S. had like five corner kicks and they couldn't get it in. I was just... This, the game just drags on and on and on. They need to make some changes in soccer because I, there's just nothing to it. I'd rather go to an IKEA store than watch soccer. Are you, you ever IKEA? been to those stores? Have you said oh, yes, I have. Have you, have you have you said hello to the ham and eggers today? You, you've completely ignored them, which is normally not your style. No, I. I how are they doing? How was your? Not that I care. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. I had a good time. Spent time with the in-laws. Spent time with my family. Enjoyed the Bengals game. Watched a little World Cup stuff, but not too much. I watched basketball, Tracy. That's all I did. Tracy, uh, Paul was out uh, covering the big Phil Knight basketball uh, celebration of his 85th birthday. They had all a bunch of the Nike schools uh, out there in, um, in uh, Oregon. So he was in Portland watching a ton of basketball. And uh, so he was out there. You know, Casey just made reference to eating uh, Thanksgiving dinner with the in-laws. Why don't you and Danae do that? Now, oh, <laughs> there's a lot going on there. That's one of those things. <laughs> you know, Tom, you always catch me with a curveball on these shows. Uh I'll tell you about it one day over a couple of beers. But yeah, we like to just spend time. Yeah, I don't think they would appreciate Danae in her naughty elf uniform. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm quite certain that's true. You were I, saying, I, Casey, hey, Casey. Yeah, you know, what's the, up? The, uh, the rehearsal dinner, you know, you have to pay for that, you poor bastard. <laughs> you know that, right? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay, I'm just telling <laughs> you what you have to pay. Where are you going to have it at? Um, they're having a Jocko's down the street down here. No, we're trying. We're actually uh, trying to uh, reserve it at a, a location near um, the actual venue. So I, it, it's I can't remember exactly what the name of it is, but it's like right by a city barbecue. So we might just get that. Oh, I know where that something. is. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know what the restaurant. I mean, there's a few restaurants there, but right. So what but, kind of food again? Just catering city barbecue to the. Oh, okay. The... Well, Tracer, what do you think of that? Well, I, I would do, I would do what you're having at the wedding, and that's a potluck, and have it at the apartment. Save yourself some money. Your two bedroom apartment, get a little potluck. You'll be good to go. Save you a couple of bucks. But I do like city barbecue. It's good. Yeah, I really I like, like their. I like their spicy barbecue. Okay. Another thing is, have you got a ring for your your girl yet? Like the actual wedding band? Like yeah. the old band? No, I've not actually got yeah. that yet, no. Okay, you better start saving because that's going to, diamonds are way, way up. 
Where are you going to get it? I, I suggest uh, Genesis Diamonds here in, in Cincinnati. Good place. I, well, I mean, ju I've already got her an engagement ring, but I mean, do I need to get a? I was just gonna. No, get her a you've gold spent band, the right? big money on the engagement ring. You, you're just gonna yeah. add like a band to go yeah. with it. You don't have to go over the top. I mean, a guy like Tracy with his kind of money, you know, that's the thing you you do because you're trying to always run with the Joneses, keep up with the Joneses. Right, keep up with the Joneses. Casey, right. how much did you spend on that ring? Um, I want to say like fourteen, fifteen hundred on the ring. It's a lot of dough. <laughs> oh boy, that's it. <laughs> that's it. She's watching, oh, God, Tracy. So, Tracy, so, she's watching right now. So uh, I asked her what she wanted, and she wants a big rock, but she didn't care if it was like one of the real ones. So I just got her a moissanite, which is a, a lab created diamond. And she loves. Why that. don't you she get her just wrote in, She just wrote in on the uh, on the uh, the chat that it is a beautiful ring. Well, although she did not, although she did disagree. Anonymous said, "Tracy, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this." Anonymous yeah. said, "It's all about the love, not about the cost of the ring," and his. Fiance said, nope. <laughs> it's all about the love. Shake yourself. That is, that is so corny. So <laughs> corny. You know how fast that love wears off? About three months. Don't you agree, Tom? Well, I don't think the love wears off. I think you can make an argument that the like wears off. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you you want to see it? Danae, are you here? Danae, I'm gonna show you her ring. Now did I you got her a big ring. Deal. <laughs> How much did you spend on I that ring? Thirty-five thousand. Oh <laughs> no, Come thirty-five. On. I'm gonna show next show. Come I'm on. gonna show you the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll do a comparison. I'll, I'll take a picture of it, and next Thursday show, I'll have it up for you to see. It's a nice it's a nice ring, honestly. It really is. Okay. Well, I mean, if you think so. And where did you get it at? So it, it's it's from a uh, company called Moisenite. So they, they are the ones that built the ring to my specification and very nice. built the rock. Yep. Very nice. Very, yeah, very, very nice. nice. Hey, listen. You guys, a couple of weeks ago, Tom, were talking about uh, the different leagues, right? The SEC, the Pac-12, and yep. kind of comparing them. Yep. I did nothing but watch football for five days. I've seen all the games. And I got to tell you, SC probably doesn't belong in the top four. And for sure, TCU doesn't. I watched TCU against Iowa State. I can't believe. They won the game 63-14. to 14. But what who are they in the playing, hell would Tom? make you think they don't belong in the game? Because of their league that they're in. It's it's like this Saturday, Georgia plays Alabama. Those those no, two. No, see, there you go again, Trace. There you go again. Georgia's playing LSU. Right, right. LSU. Well, yeah. that's going to be a great game, right? I don't know. LSU don't lost the other so. day to Texas A&M, so. who stinks. Okay, 
Let me give you an example, and you guys can disagree with me on this. There's six teams from the Pac-12 in the top 20. Did you watch UCLA against Cal? No, I, I would never watch, watch that, that game. game. Yeah, I wouldn't watch that game oh. if it were the only game on television. Would you watch that instead of uh, the World Cup? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. It was Maybe. just, I'm watching UCLA and everybody's making a big deal. And I'm from Southern California. I don't know if you people know that. Hawthorne, California, home of the Beach Boys, Marilyn Monroe, Jim Thorpe, Tracy Jones, Mike Scott, myself. A lot of luck coming out of Hawthorne, Southern California. And I can't side with that UCLA. Now, USC is a little different. Yeah. That, that quarterback, Caleb Williams, he's yeah. the Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, yes, he, he is. 33, 34 touchdowns and three INTs. Did yeah. you watch him play against Notre Dame? Yeah, I Dame? did. He, he was unbelievable. He really was. Reminds me a lot of Mahomes. What do you, how do you think the Bengals do against Mahomes and the Chiefs? It's going to be right down the street from your house. Uh, are you going to think about going to that game? You know what? That's funny you should bring that up. I am going to that game. You're and I'm going to do the tailgating. No, no, I really am a big Kansas City Chief fan. I like the Bengals. I, I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. I'm actually going to tailgate, and I'm a little nervous about it. What should I do? How should well, I? Well, wait a minute. I want to I... back up a second. What, what in the world would uh, prompt you, whether it was your upbringing, I don't know. What would prompt you to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan? You're from Southern California. You've lived all over the country. Kansas City was not one of those places, unless I'm mistaken. Why would you be a Chiefs fan? I was always a big Len Dawson fan. Okay. Remember Elmo Wright, number 17 in the yeah, dance I do. in the end zone? The first person, the first player that actually did a dance in the end zone. Uh, let me give you another one. Number 14, Ed Podolak. Oh, yeah. Remember him? University of Iowa. Hey, all the, yeah, very good. Very good. So I've just been a big, maybe it's the red jerseys. Maybe it's Andy Reid. Maybe it's Hank Stram. I just, for some reason... Like Kansas City. So you're rooting for the Benef Chiefs to beat the Bengals? Oh, I hope you gotta be them. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a yeah, I hope the Chiefs destroy the Bengals. <laughs> Where are you tailgating at, Tracy? <laughs> oh yeah, never it's way out there. No one knows. Now what should I do? What should I wear another man's jersey? No. Not those guys. No. You don't do that, right? No. Yeah. You're not gonna I'm wear Mahomes jersey? Yeah, well, I don't feel like getting my ass kicked. But I'm thinking about maybe taking off the wall one of my jerseys. What do you think, Tom? <laughs> now that what about my what about my Expo jersey? I think that would be fantastic. Wouldn't you know? It, 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 because if you do that, you're very incognito with a younger generation because they don't know what the Montreal right. Expos are or were or right. ever have been. Right. Yeah. Does it have Jones on the back? Doesn't it? Number 24, Jones. <laughs> Tom, you want to talk about getting your ass kicked. <laughs> Believe me, I got, my wife always says when we go out places, she says, keep your mouth shut. Just people know your voice. And believe it or not, there's a lot of people that don't like me. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I mean, our numbers jump oh. way up when you come on the program compared to where we were earlier today. Um, 
There, there are a couple of other topics I have to cover with you before we let you go here today. And the one that many are asking about. You know what starts on Friday, don't you, Tracer? No, what does it? I have a dentist Red, appointment. Red's Fest. See? Don't stab that knife in my back there, Tom. I'm you know not stabbing it in your back because I thought maybe you would be giving us an update that says somebody somewhere along the line since last Thursday, and I know it was a holiday, so maybe they haven't gotten to it at a busy day and early Tuesday yeah. morning about uh, extending if, if it's needed to have an olive branch or just extending a late invitation. It's not too late. Don't say too that. Yes, too many people say well, that, all, and, and that's no way to live. It's never too late. Never too late. I, I hold a grudge, Tom. It's too late. And anyway, I'm going to Mariner's Fest. I'm going to start growing a beer and wearing a flannel shirt so I fit right in with those people. I'm going to Mariner's Fest. When it's is tough. that? Uh, that's uh, in a week and a half. And then after that, I got Giants Fest. And then Tigers, and there's just, this is what's so great about playing for five major league teams. So someone is in the playoffs. Someone's doing well. You kind of pick and choose. Yeah. Uh, so you know what? The Reds don't want me. That's fine. I saw that they brought in 25 minor leaguers. Did you see that list? I did not. Oh, 25 minor leaguers, Tom. Boy, that's going to get them in it. I got to tell you, you know, I, I, I mean, obviously, um, uh, you're not going to acknowledge uh, any any kind of emotion on this or feelings or whatever it might be. I mean, you know, uh, for us men, it takes a little bit longer, more times than not, to really, you know, come clean and, mm. you know, all that kind of thing. But I got to tell you, I'm really disappointed you're not going. I have to tell you. Because, look. Most of the guys that are going to be there, the former players, I know them all to different levels, of course, but know yeah, them all. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really don't think that uh, outside of the, you know, the, 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 you know, pick a name, I don't know. But, but I really think that you would be one of the more popular ex-players that would show up, if invited, to Reds Fest. You know, I used to have as long a line for autographs as any of the players. Now, I'm not talking about Avado or Brandon Phillips, but a lot of those guys. And I, I actually, it's a true story. I know I have a tendency to exaggerate. I don't know if anybody's caught that. But I was actually at a table signing with Jesse Winker when he was a rookie. And Jesse Winker sees my line and everybody's talking to me. Nobody's talking to this guy, right? Jesse Winker was a pretty good hitter. It turned out to be a big-time player. And Jesse Winker tells me, he was sitting with his brother. His brother was there. They're really tight. And he says, were you that good of a player? He says, because everybody knows who you are and wants your autograph. He says, well, it's common. I says, you know, I was on the radio and had my show. He says, I'm very impressed. And I don't know what else to add to that. I thought that was pretty cool. You know, well, that you know, Jesse, Jesse Winker's Winker like, is a very is likable guy. He's a likable guy. Uh, I think very so. likable guy. Although I got to tell you, apparently, you know, they year, apparently, I was getting ready to say, apparently they didn't like him much in that Seattle clubhouse last year. Um, no, but that's no. for a different time and a different discussion. Uh, guys, before we let Tracy go, uh, anything that we've left out here? Hmm. 
I don't think so. I think we hit everything that we were we were talking about. Reds Fest was the big one. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that we had to talk about that we didn't. I don't know. Oh, I, want to, I want to get his thoughts on the soccer today, too. So we, we've covered that. I, I think we got his thoughts on soccer. Are you, Tracy, guys you know, the Chatterbox that? guys, Tracy, uh, here at Chatterbox, they're putting together a watch party today uh, any details on that I, I, yeah i i think we're gonna go to eli's uh down in down in ross i will say tracy i love soccer um i i didn't like it i didn't enjoy it until i started broadcasting it a few years ago and i got to be around the sport and be up close and personal to it and uh i mean i'm no i'm not i'm never gonna try and make an argument or convince anybody that that doesn't like it because i i get it but uh, i think it's an american thing where you say you know no score. Well, let, let me just stop uh, you. Let me let, hold on. The reason people play soccer is because they can't play the other sports, right? How many times have we heard that soccer is the uh, sport of the future? It's kind of like Dippin' Dots was the ice cream of the future. How'd true. that work for you? You know, Tom, your kid plays lacrosse, right? Pretty yeah. good player, right? Yeah. That's a great sport. I mean, I know nothing about lacrosse, but there's some skill there. Right, because you well, got, lacrosse you know, is is look. I mean, you know, the, the soccer thing is because it's a worldwide sport. If you were to sit down and watch two really good lacrosse teams, and I'm talking about yeah. you know, uh, no comparison between the two sports. Far more athletic, far more yep. physical, far more physical, yep. and far more more um, uh, needing specialized specialized sort of tendencies: throwing, catching. Uh, blocking. I mean, hit. It's, They're it's, tougher. It's, no They're doubt. Tougher. No Tough. doubt about that. Watch the soccer game. Watch the soccer game. And the guys with the man buns, once you hit them, they like break. <laughs> they like fall to the ground. They cry to the referee. You barely touch these wimps. And they want to, then, oh God, you've got the yellow card. Then you got the red card. I wouldn't last a half. I'd be throwing the red card all the time. <laughs> it's just. I mean, it's it's an easy sport to play. It's a cheap sport to play, and that's why worldwide this is it's popular. You want to know what a, a crazy take is on this whole thing about soccer in general? Yeah, American yeah. American indoor soccer is way more entertaining. Scores way get up to very good. Get point. up, get up to ten each team. Yeah. There's no offsides. There's no out of bounds, yep. really. The only time that they have to stop play is they kick it up into the, yep. into the ceiling. And yep, it's a great, great time to watch. Casey, that's soccer. probably the best point I've ever heard you make. And we've been doing this show for three months. That's probably the only great point that you've brought up since we've been doing <laughs> I love indoor soccer. It's a totally different game, right? There's no offsides. How do you, how do you get these guys that kick it out of bounds and the clock keeps running, right? Who can do that? It's great. You, you sit down for a soccer match, it's over in two hours. You know it. It's awesome. Indoor soccer is over. It is yeah, awesome. It's way too long. Yeah, one hour. That's all you need, Polly. And that's it. Let's move it along. i got better things to do. Make that all goal right. like 10 feet wider. More action. Tracer, thank you as always for your time. Yes. I will be Thursday. Now, listen, my wife came up to me yesterday and says, you know what? You've worked really hard this week. I'm going on another vacation Friday. So I will give you an update. I'm going to California. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to take a video of sitting in first class. So you poor bastards can get a visual of what it feels like. All right. I used to know what it was like, Tracy. Now I'm back <laughs> by the bathroom in 34E. 
<laughs> oh, that's not a good seat. That's yeah, not a good seat. Tom, okay. you'll be back. Yeah, yeah there's no doubt. You'll We're on back. our way. We're on our way. Yeah, Tracer, enjoy the rest of your All day. Right, we'll boys. talk on Thursday. See you, Tracy. See you, Tracy. See you later. Best See 30 minutes television right there. I mean, you cover it all with Tracy Jones. It is the best. You cover it all from sitting in first class or not. Um, thoughts about engagement it, rings? It, it is funny. In the few times I've flown since Tracy has been on, how self-conscious I've been to figure out which bathroom I'm supposed to use on the airplane. <laughs> and I forgot. Um, we were supposed to show him that TikTok of the seven star hotel that oh no no no. we'll leave it for thursday we'll he's going on a vacation we have a we have casey and i i found something the other day that i wanted to show tracy to get his thoughts on uh, uh there so i don't think x him out so he can't hear this can he is he he can't hear us anymore all right okay there's a video of uh there was a some seven star hotel somewhere an actual seven star hotel oh, okay. i gotta get we gotta get his thoughts on it right. send it to casey the other day. seven star seven yeah. stars seven i had never heard of higher than a five star neither he had claims I. he stayed in a six star and now you're telling me there's such a thing as just, a seven, seven just star. a preview this seven star hotel it had probably like a 10 foot mirror on the ceiling over the bed it's one of those, it's like one of those like Hermes toiletries. Yeah. Yeah. It's high class. He'd probably be familiar with it. He, you know what? He probably would. Trace Fowler, are you here to rescue us in some form or fashion today? Or well, I do. On the watch? But you've got your United I, States soccer right. stuff I'm on. I'm an American first. I, I got to admit, I'm not a big soccer guy, but I get behind Americans anytime we play other Amen. countries. Amen. So that's, that's, that's that. Having said that, I do love the fact that Paul just said, make sure you exit out. Tracy, as if we're not doing a live show that you can just go on the internet and watch and listen oh, to well. anytime you want. But <laughs> we'll just act like that wasn't a thing that you just did. But we do need to know. The chat needs to let us know where we're going. I know it's really, really close. I don't know if it's fair to like go exactly like off the, uh, the percentages. Maybe that's the right way to do it. We are in America. That seems to be the appropriate thing. But if you're in the, if you're in the chat right now and you have a better place, so we're, we're trying to make it somewhere centrally located where, pe where most people can go. I don't know if Ross is that. If no. we're being honest, right? Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. they think Eli's in Mason. They could be thinking that. But so, yeah. like, I'm just saying Birds is obviously, what, Fairfield? Is there somewhere else? I The chat needs to let us know if we're going somewhere relatively soon so we can we – can I mean, I got to believe. And, and I mean, I, I, it's off the top of my head hearing you talk about yeah, that. Yeah, start saying uh, some I places. Mean, no, I got to believe. No, I got to believe that, you know, Eli's a great sponsor of ours. They okay? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, number one, that, that's a no-brainer. But they have, what, three locations? They have yeah. three locations. Now, we haven't, I've only been to the one in Ross, so I don't know how the other two are laid out. The one but, in Ross is good. But did you say there's one in Mason? There's one, there's yeah, like, one like Mason Liberty. Yeah. Well, see, I mean, look, you, you want to go where, I mean, those are, I, I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, the two biggest suburbs of greater Cincinnati are Mason and Liberty. Is that right? Probably. Yeah. yeah probably. So. Mason for sure. And Liberty's got to be right there. I mean, they have two high schools there. Right. Right. Okay. And Mason has basically a call. Dig up the photos of the Mason and Eli's or uh, the Liberty. Eli's. Because it just seems like with that many people and it's a two o'clock in the afternoon game today, it just seems like, and again, I'm just thinking out loud, but it seems that logically with them being a sponsor, great sponsor for quite a while, that's your spot. Yeah. It looks, it looks pretty similar. All right. So that's what we'll do. And I didn't mean, I didn't mean for me to make that decision. I mean, those in the chat, uh, anonymous suggests flip a coin. 
but yeah. but but at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean we got somebody that's that's helping us out. Yeah, they've helped us out for a while. Gotta Tom, go, Tom brings a sense the sense to the room. I mean, you got You got to do that. You got to you got to give the business to the to the people who are helping us be in business. I'm gonna say this as well. The percentages are getting closer and closer. It's 30, 37, 33. So I What's think it's 37. 37 is Eli's. All right. Well, there you go. And what's 33? Anywhere else. Oh. That's pretty well, open-ended. Well, look, if you're going, again, you, it's got to be our sponsor, Eli's. That's right. All right. Buffalo. Get you some Pawnee water, too, by the way. Yeah. You got, you got that right. Do, do we do the ad unbelievable. Read? I mean, it really is unbelievable. I, I don't say that just because they're a sponsor. We were drinking it because we met the guys. They're across the street here in Hamilton. And um, they just do a fantastic job. Um You'd have to go to PontyWater.com and check out what store you can find it in because they're a growing business, a couple of entrepreneurs, former uh, P&G guys that have started this company, scientists, smart guys, um, and it is fantastic. Uh, so maybe if you're a store operator, maybe somebody from Kroger is watching this. I don't know if they're in Kroger. UDF, our sponsor, UDF. Uh, Got to get this in your stores. All right. Um, Anonymous, by the way, said, I like Tom's pick. Pick a sponsor and go. And maybe take this show on the road. Trace, you're the uh, the boss. Yeah. We want to take this say. show on the road sometime? I think we should. Uh, we've been working through that. We've, we've, as you know, Tom, we have some places that are considering having us there. Okay. I think this is the hard part with, with us, obviously. Um, we have like a very grassroots fan base, yeah. right? I mean, we've, we've started from, from nothing. And I do think that there's going to be some people that would come watch us at a live location. And it's a matter of finding out who values us to come to those places. And I think sooner than later, we will have some live shows. Now, one thing that is important for us as a brand is like spread. I mean, I, I know this is, this has been said before, but genuinely you might not think that you make a big difference when you tell people about our show, or you might not think you're making a big difference when you tell people about what we're doing our brand as a whole at Chatterbox, but it does make a difference. It genuinely does. I mean, just within our community, and I'm talking about Hamilton, Fairfield, Ross, the places that we've had the most connection with, I, I would say 90% of people that like sports within our area know about Chatterbox. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's the case in other areas, and we're, we're obviously trickling and growing, et cetera, et cetera, but you know, I've said from time to time again, we've, we've gotten some suggestions about showtimes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're trying to sort through it all, figure it out as we go. And um, I do think it genuinely matters when you, when you, you know, I'm not saying you need to go around Thanksgiving dinner table and plug our show every single Why person. not? But it, it, it beats Tom. getting in a, in, in a political <laughs> argument with Uncle Joe. I don't know, but if they, tune in, if they tune into the Tracy Jones segment, they might have something to talk about at the next Thanksgiving. No, you're right about that. But, but nonetheless, I, I, we appreciate everybody in the chat. We, 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 we know who everyone is in the chat. We pay attention to that. I do want to know. I'm, I think we need to do a wellness check on Sir Boy Wonder. I know he's a big Buckeye fan. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't seen him lately. Maybe... Maybe he's just decided he's going to go off of the social media. He's not going to get on the internet for a week just to be able to not have to see any of it. But I'm 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 worried about Sir Boy because we love Sir Boy Wonder. Yeah, Sir we Boy. Love we need to figure out where he's <laughs> we at. Need and what's going on. We need him back, Sir Boy Wonder. Where are you? We need you back. Need that mojo back. All right. So now look, you guys didn't think that that maybe we should run the the Karis clip. We got it. We got, got an F-bomb in there. 
No, you run it. Okay. Th- run if it. you didn't see this, uh, this was uh, Teddy Ball, they're calling him, right? Teddy Ball? Yeah. Uh, Teddy Football? Teddy Football. Uh, after the game in Tennessee on Sunday. legendary you think that guy's fired up oh yeah real fired up well did you see the cheap shot that he took at the end of the game no so so jeffrey simmons and when they're doing the kneel down he tries to dive at the knees oh really yeah and Ted Karras gets up and like kind of shoves him a little bit and Jeffrey punches him in the chest. And, you know, Ted's just like looking around like, what the hell? And apparently there was some other stuff about the audience, the Tennessee fans saying, chanting, we hope you break Joe Burrow's legs, something like that, along the lines of that. It's really just nasty stuff. So Ted was just pissed at the end of the game, fired up and said what he said. Hey. Hey, you want that guy on your team? I do. Better believe it. That was our Cherry on Top, presented by United Dairy Farmers. Tomorrow, uh, we mentioned we found out during the show today, we'll have Marty Brenneman early, as we always do on Wednesdays. Uh, He is driving back, so Godspeed ahead, Dad, driving right now from North Carolina back to Cincinnati, Ohio. And at 11 o'clock tomorrow, we are going to have the recently inducted to the Basketball Hall of Fame, West Virginia University head coach, former UC head coach, Bob Huggins. As the Mountaineers are coming to town this weekend on Saturday night to play at the Cintas Center against Xavier. So we're very excited to have Coach Bob Huggins tomorrow as a big interview. That's not bad. Back-to-back weeks. Three weeks in a row, in fact. Dusty Baker. Urban Meyer, Bob Huggins. That's a great setup right there. That's not leader. That's leaders of men. (laughs) See you tomorrow.